Welcome to Grace Community Church On Demand, the weekly podcast from the Sunday services at Grace Community Church in Rupert, Idaho. Here at Grace, we believe in building the kingdom of God one person at a time. We're passionate about loving God, loving people, and following Jesus. Let's get into this week's message with Pastor Travis Turner. Thank you, Lord, for your word that changes us, Lord. And, and, and Lord, I'm just reminded even right now, your word is always on time. And so today we, we realize that, that the word that you have for us today is an on-time word. It is for us. And so we receive it as such. We position ourselves saying, you know what, I came to church or I'm, or I'm watching online right now because this word is for me doesn't need to be for anybody else, but it's for me. And I, I, I prepare my heart to receive it right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we're in the book of James, and this is a series on the intentional life or intentional living. And uh, James was written to a broken, scattered people um, because of persecution that had just recently taken place. And so it's, a, it's an incredible word for where we are today because there's a lot of brokenness, a lot of confusion but also at the same time, in the midst of confusion, where a lot of people are confused, more people have more certainty. There are people that have more certainty today than they've had. Um, the, you know, 2020 for many people would be like the year from H-E double hockey sticks. For others, it's the year of, man, this is the time that my eyes were opened. This is the time where God just kind of shook me up a little bit and and, and replanted my feet on solid ground. And so while everybody else can be going through chaos, come on, you can be, you know, you can be experiencing some of the best things that God has for you. And I believe that that's happening even right now. But this series is timely for today. James chapter 3 and verse 13 is where we're going to pick up today. We're continuing through the Bible. This is out of the NIV that I'm reading. And it says, who is wise and understanding among you. Now, James here is talking about the value of wisdom. Somebody say the value of wisdom. Not only is he talking about the value of wisdom because of the circumstances that the church is in and the, and the position of the church and them being scattered, he's saying, listen, there's value in wisdom when you're going through tough times, when you're scattered, when you're confused, when you, you know what I mean? You're going through something that you didn't sign up for. Matter of fact, I just know right now, if you would give yourself the time, you could identify something in your life where you were right in the heart of, of the heat. You were in a bad situation, but the wisdom of God came and gave you instruction on what to do and how to deal with it and how to and how to get through. You know, initially you thought, man, there's no way I'm going to get through this. But then the wisdom of the Lord, come on, came to you and it and it, and it began to direct your steps. Praise the Lord. And uh, and God brought you through that. And so this wisdom that I'm talking about is not from experience. It's not from your education. You know, it's funny. Sometimes you meet people and they want to tell you what degrees they got and where they went to school and that's not the kind of wisdom that I'm talking about. It's not about life experience either. What I'm talking about is a wisdom from above, a wisdom that, that goes beyond your years lived. You know, wisdom comes just from longevity of life. You know, your gray hair is, 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 a, is representation that you've got some wisdom. 
And, um, but, but I'm even going beyond your life experience. I'm going to a place where God can show you some things. It's a wisdom that is not worldly, but it's a wisdom that is heavenly. And, um, and it comes directly from the Lord. The Hebrew word for wisdom, I'm not going to try to tell you what it is, but wisdom means this, skill in living. Skills in living. And so, so this concept is, is that God can give you something. He can download instruction. He can direct your steps, come on, that will, that will enable you to live better, to, to have better skills than you were able to develop. Um, in tough times, come on, you need the mind of God. While everybody else is doing one thing, wisdom is doing the right thing, right? Everybody else is doing the one thing, and everybody just, this is the time that we live in. Well, everybody's doing it, so therefore it must be the right thing. Just because everybody's doing it doesn't mean it's the right thing, but wisdom says, listen, I will show you the right thing, and it doesn't matter what everybody else is doing. And oh, by the way, by you Come on, moving and walking in wisdom and doing the right thing. It may just benefit and bless those people that are doing the wrong thing. Right? And so, so let's not be a people that buy into, man, this is the, this is the strongest part of the stream, and I'm just going to kind of go with the flow. Listen, wade yourself out to where it's not so strong and, um, and, and start moving in an opposite um, direction. And so wisdom comes to people even whenever they've never been there before. You know, I've never faced this thing before. I've never, I've never had, to, had to do this. But I can tell you this, I've never led a church through a pandemic. And let me just tell you, there is a right way, but there is not a way to lead people through a pandemic without getting hit by a stick by somebody. <laughs> I am telling you, there are such strong opinions of, of, of people, you know, dealing with COVID and, and people's opinions are strong. And we live in a day and a time where everybody, you know, if they're thinking it, they're going to share it. Even if they shouldn't, they're going to. And so, so our team, you know, we are, we've been diligently trying to, to, to lead our church, come on, in and through this to where we're not going to get a black eye from the community we're not going to be on the six o'clock news. We're not going to be on the front page of a newspaper. But yet also um, we've tried to lead through a, a, a time um, where we also realize that isolation is, is, is not good for anybody for a long period of time. And so it's very important that we gather up. But I am telling you this. If I, have, if, if I told you that I fielded 100 calls, it probably wouldn't be enough since March. I have fielded so many calls from people not to say, hey, I appreciate what you're doing, but oppose the decisions that Grace Church has made while leading through this pandemic. And I think that we've done a pretty stinking good job of leading through it. But I'm just telling you this. It doesn't matter what I, th I, I feel like God has given us wisdom on how to do this properly but it has not been without personal attack and personal opinion. And so sometimes in life, it doesn't matter what decision you're going to make. It's going to be unpopular with somebody or somebody's. 
And so praise the Lord for wisdom, because at the end of the night, I'm not like trying to please every situation. I'm trying to listen to the Lord. And that's what gives me the ability to at least go to sleep. You know, there used to be a time where if somebody was upset with me, boy, I would just I would just lose sleep until I could win them back over and get peace back in the situation. But we live in a time, church, where where there there is going to be a little bit of chaos around you. If you're if you're doing things, I believe, right and well, somebody's going to be upset pretty much all the time. And so the idea is that we need wisdom from the Lord so that we can you know what I mean? We can do what is right and appropriate in his eyes. Amen. And it's not always going to be right and appropriate in the lives of the people. Come on, that you share life with. And so so anyway, the, the title of my message here today is a greater wisdom, a greater wisdom. James chapter three and verse 13 says this. Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. Once again. Even in the middle of, of civil um, unrest and even in the middle of an election where there is, there is great polarization, like this election is one of those elections where there's no gray area. You're either this or you're that. There's no, there's no in between. I mean, and people are strong as to why they believe, you know, what it is that they believe, but in the midst of a pandemic, what James is saying here, in the middle of what they were dealing with, being persecuted and scattered, he's saying, regardless of the circumstances, this, this situation doesn't matter. He's saying, let them, let them show wisdom by their good life. And so, church, the challenge is this, regardless of what's going on and how much unrest there might be, come on, show wisdom by the good life that you live. And the only way that you're going to do that is by keeping your eyes above and not, not on this here. Uh, you, it will mess you up. I'm speaking from experience. It will mess you up when you keep your eyes on the things that, that are going on around you. And so this message today really is more caught than it is, than it is taught. Like, I don't want to teach you something today uh, to where you're like, wow, that just really, that just really just, just strokes my intellect. And I can't even talk like that because I'm, that's, I'm trying to talk about, like, I am so basic. I can't even pull it off. You know what I mean? But it's just like, wow, that was just so provoking and so deep, you know, so deep. Yeah, like, I, I don't want that to be, what I want is I want the message to bypass your mind and really begin to move in your heart and change your change your heart because this is what the Lord's in the business of. And I know I'm going to say this about me, but I know that you can say the same thing about you. It's when God begins to change your heart, you wake up one day and all of the sudden you're you're looking at your past life, but it looks like you're looking at somebody else's life, but it was your life. And the reason it looks like and seems like it was somebody else's life is because it really was because God has changed you so drastically in that area, in, in that in that way or in that in that place. Amen. And so that's what the heart of today's message is, is don't approach this 
you know, with your mind and your understanding, but say, God, open my heart and reveal your word. Let your word, what Pastor Travis is sharing, let your word change, come on the very core of who I am. And, uh, and, and this is the deal, is, is that God wants to change and transform your life. And sometimes, have you ever noticed this, Jay, when you're sharing with, with people that might not be a believer, maybe even somebody in your family, they might not even be a believer, but you're just telling them about the goodness of God and, and how you used to be this way, but now you're this way. And people that don't understand it, they, they, they were like, man, he's just, he is just, he's a, he is, he, he thinks he's better than I am, is really what he thinks. Have you ever realized that, that sometimes you're just giving God praise, but people that don't know the Lord, they just think that, you know what? He thinks he's better than than I am. And I'm just saying, listen, that God is not interested in making you better than anybody else. He's interested in really making you better than you, than you are right now. Like he just wants to change you from glory to glory to glory. And it's not to be haughty and puffed up and shame on the church, because the truth is, is we've seen some of that in the past. We get saved and we don't drink and we don't smoke and we don't sleep around no more. And then all of the sudden we carry ourselves differently and we carry ourselves like we're better than the next guy. When the only thing that's happened is grace and love has come to your door. Come on, the same thing's going to happen to those other people as, as, as we believe and we stand in the gap and we, and we pray and we go and we serve and we do those things. But that's the only thing that happened. Like, you can't take credit, but it's amazing how people are just like, you know what I mean? They just come out of sin and then they're looking down their nose at the same, at somebody that, that deals with today the same thing that they used to deal with. Crazy! I know for a fact you know some folks like that. It might be you. It might be how you were. Man, I've met some people like that. And Lord, that just does, it's not pleasing to the Lord. And, and, uh, and this is the deal, is, is that you don't have to, come on, you're not, you're not jockeying for a position here. This is the word of the Lord right now, prophetically. You already have it. You're not jockeying for a position. You're not. You, there's no need. It does you no good. Zero benefit for you to act better than what you are. Nobody's impressed by it. And God certainly is not fooled by it. Come on. You already have your position. You are already a son of the king, a daughter of the king. Come on. You've already carry the, the best name that you could carry. It doesn't get any better than that. So instead of wasting your time and energy and trying to act better or, you know, be better, come on, spend your energy on, on, on creating intimacy and building time spent and memories with him. All the other stuff will take care of itself. Amen? That's good work. Um, you guys are getting a lot more than first service, Scott. So um, James chapter 3 and verse 14 says this, but if you don't get wisdom, I put those words in there. Um, if you don't get wisdom, those are my words. Those are just to help you, but they're my words. It says, but if you harbor bitter and envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny such truth. Like, like it's telling you, 
that you're wrong in your thinking and, and don't boast about being wrong and deny the truth that is true above all truths. Such wisdom, the Bible says, does not come down from heaven, but is earthly and spiritual and demonic. I just love James. He's like, ba ba ba. It's just like, this, this is what it is. And so, so people that come to the Lord and, um, and they have an experience with God, you, you probably know some people like this, maybe a couple, um, but they have this great experience with the Lord, and then all of a sudden, maybe they go off to college, and, um, and they get their education, like they're super, they're thinking at much higher levels now than they've ever thought, you know, before, and, and all of their friends and everybody is just telling them how foolish and ridiculous it is, you know, to believe in, 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 in a God, and, and it's weak sauce for you to have to you know what I mean? Use God as a crutch. You know, you're just not a strong person. And so that's that's very sweet. You know, you do, you know, fine. But I don't need that. And so all of a sudden, come on, you you something changes or you're, you're you have a new friend that you admire and you look up to. And he's kind of that's his approach. You really believe that God just like spoke everything. You know how foolish that sounds. And you're like, well, it kind of does sound a little bit wild. And 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 so then you start questioning and and so you walk away. You walk away from what it is that God has shown you to be true. You know, I'm not going to get too disturbed about that because this is the truth. Life has an ability to teach you that God's word is true. Life has an ability. So this is the way I'm going to say it. you can trust it or you can test it. Testing it is the hard way. Testing it is when God pulls you through the knot hole of the fence whenever the gate is right there. You could just walk, you could just walk through it. And so, so my prayer is this, that, 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 that it happens quickly, even if it's, even if it's hard. But, but I believe that, that you'll be back in the event that you get too smart for God. And you start thinking that, you know, you start thinking that 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 you just know better. Like life will teach you uh, an incredible an incredible lesson. And so, um, going on here, already read that. Okay, the end of it it says, "For you have envy and selfish ambition. There you find disorder and every evil." Practice And so today I just want to encourage you today is an incredible time to evaluate your life. In fact, I wish we all had just five minutes that we could give in silence in this service. But I'm challenging you to find that five minutes today. But evaluate your life. Evaluate like like where am I at? Where's my family at? Where's my health at? Where's my walk with God? at? How how am I in? How am I doing as far as just really? getting to know the Lord more. Come on, what is my, what is my influence? Like, am I just, am I a person that goes to church, but yet, but yet I'm really not standing for the Lord, you know, on my day-to-day, you know, basis? Come on, are the people that I mix and mingle with outside of this place, are they going to even be able to, are they going to be able to see Christ in me? Are they going to see the fruit of the Holy Spirit come on in my in my life? Or am I just kind of camouflaged and, 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 and fitting in? But now is an incredible time just to evaluate your life. And I'm just telling you this. There are so many people doing that right now in our church. I have had multiple conversations over the over the past few weeks of people that have just called me out of the. I got a call just the other day is a guy that that I don't have permission to share who it is or else I would share it but he called me and he just said man 
Pastor, I just, you know, I'm just finding that, that, uh, that I've just kind of drifted, you know, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. And, and so I gave the pastor, you know, the, the can, well, just come on, let's just get right back at it. He's like, no. And he made me stop. We're on the phone. He made me stop. And he's like, he, he knew that I was just giving him a quick one over answer. And he was just like, no, let me tell you where I'm at and what the Lord's doing. Like, I need to, I need to take the position in my home to be the spiritual leader. I need, to, I need to quit making excuses as to why I'm doing things that I know are not pleasing to the Lord, but I'm excusing them because, you know, the situation around me. And he just went on and on and on. And I was able to say, man, okay, praise the Lord. I'm not going to give you a, you know, a canned answer. But today, come on, is the day of a, of a fresh start and a new beginning. And you tell me how I can help you make sure that, you know, that you're that you're you're staying on track. And so anyway, it was just super powerful. But there are a lot of people that are evaluating their lives right now. And so in the event that you're not, I encourage you to open yourself up to that. And I'm just telling you during this, it's time to shed worldly wisdom and reach for heavenly wisdom, godly wisdom, because worldly wisdom, while it may work um, in the world a little bit, come on, it's not going to do nothing for the things that are ahead for us. James chapter three. And verse 17 says this, but the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. And then it ends with this, and we'll talk about this at the end, but peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. And so I want to share with you real quick, and I'm going to go through these pretty quick here, uh, but six areas that identify that God's wisdom is at work in your life. And so if you're wondering if you have godly wisdom, you can easily take a look at these six areas and say, man, do I possess that? Do I represent that? Do I walk in that? And then you can also identify other people that maybe are possessing these, these, these qualities, and you can know that they're operating with a godly wisdom, not just a, not just a worldly wisdom. James chapter 3 and verse 17 says this, But the wisdom that comes from heaven is, first of all, pure. It's, it's pure. Come on. My question is, is, do you have a purified heart? Is your heart pure? I'm not talking about perfect. And I'm absolutely not talking about pretentious. Pretending to be something that that you're not. I'm not talking about pride. I'm not talking about, you know, I, I, I learned the other day we were talking with some folks and, and we learned that pride and confidence are, are very, very close to one another um, and can be misunderstood. But it's OK for you to be confident, right? Confident in the Lord, confident in what the Lord's done, but not prideful about it. Right. And so and so it says that, that, first of all, the wisdom that comes from the Lord is, is pure. See, purity says, I don't want to be this way. I don't want to be the way that I am. God, you know my ugliness and the stuff that I've dealt with, and I don't want to be this way. But it doesn't stop there. It says, God, help me come on to change these areas that, I, that I'm, not, I'm not happy with, you know, in my life. So, so we got to ask ourselves a question. What does purity mean? Purity means removing the stuff, right? Like if you've got pure gold, if you've got 100% gold, then that means that all of the impurities, 
Come on, all the, all the other stuff that, that downgrade the gold, come on, it's been removed, right? So, some, of you, <clears throat> some of you have pretty good taste in water. How many of you got a filter on your refrigerator, right? And so you're just like, wow, that's palatable, and I kind of like that. But then all of a sudden, like let's say you go to a place where, where there's a spring, spring water. It's the finest, purest water that you can you know what I mean, that you can ever get. And then you take a drink of that spring water where, where, where it's been filtered by the earth so much that you're just getting pure water. Come on, it tastes different than the water that you've got out of your refrigerator with that six-inch, you know, that six-inch little filter. You know, that's, dang, it's doing a good job, but it's just not near as good as, as this pure water. And so, so come on, the stuff is taken out. The impurities, you know, are, are taken out. The elements. And so it's different. And so this is how we have to approach God. It's like God revealed to me the stuff, the contaminants that are in my life. Reveal those things to me. And now, God, help me. Or you can just remove them or, or, or help me to, you know, to remove them. But God, help me to to have a, a, a pure heart. James chapter 4 and verse 4 says this. It says, You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity or separation against God? You adulterous people is what it says. Don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity against God? Adulterous. What, is, what does adultery mean? What does adultery mean? Adultery. What does it mean? It means that you've got. It means that you've got a, a, a wife or a husband, and 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 you love your wife or your husband, but then you've got a little side action going. You got something else on the side that's 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 taking place, right? That's not really good for any marriage, right? And so and so I think it's interesting that James is talking to the church and he's calling them an adulterous people. That means that they love the Lord. Like, I honestly believe that there are people that love God and, and they're going to heaven and, and whatnot, but they've got a little side action going on. I'm not talking about, like, maybe necessarily physically with somebody of the opposite sex or the same sex. I'm just telling you, what is it that God, you know, He requires from you? He, he, he wants your full heart, your complete heart, but you're sharing what rightfully belongs to him with something else. What, what, what is it? Do you, do you have anything? Because I'm just telling you that, 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 that now is the time to get rid of, of those things. And I know for a fact, I know for a fact that there are people in this room, you've got a little bit of side things going on, Online, it's the same thing. And I'm just telling you that 2021 is the time to repent of it, to wash your hands of all those things, not just identifying. Yeah, one day I need to boy, I just know this is not pleasing to the Lord. And man, I really just need to deal with this. Like now is the time. I'm telling you, there's an urgency. Now is the time. Now is the time to clean it up. 
You know what I mean? God will forgive you. He will forgive you. Come on, read the, the, the Hosea. It, it's, it's a beautiful picture. And, and, and read the, 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 the children of Israel that, that continually, man, they came to the Lord and He blessed them. And they got comfortable. And then all of a the sudden, they, they, were, they, they went out and they were messing around with other gods. And they were sleeping around with, with, with different idols. And, and so they give their heart to this only for the judgment of God, which is the love of God that brings them back to a place of realization that man I need this relationship with the one true living God restored they repent and time and time and time and time again God was faithful and just to do it I tell you what we can't do is we can't just identify yeah we've got something over here nobody really knows about it. I'm not really going to do anything about it I'm just going to hope for the best now's the time to address it now's the time to clean it up all right, 2021, let's wrestle through some stuff. God, should I be doing this? God, should I be thinking this? There was a story of a, of a mother that was doing her best, you know, to raise her children in a way that, um, you know, that would be pleasing, a way that would be easy, you, you know, for, you know, for her, for her kids. And, um, and, and one of the things that she was very much against was R-rated movies, and the kids were now 15, 16, 17 years old. And they're like, come on, mom, we're like almost adults now and we can we can deal with they wanted to have they wanted to have a friend, um, you know, some friends come over and watch a movie. And they told their mom, they were like, listen, it's R rated. We know you're not going to like it. But listen, we've heard that there's only just a little bit. There's only just a little bad in the in the movie. And so. Mom, I tell you, we'll mute it or we'll shut it off during that time or we'll close our eyes. And so the mom's like, the mom's like, OK, all right, go ahead. Fine. You win. I guess I'll even make your favorite brownies for you. And the kids were just ecstatic. And then all of the sudden, you know, the house is filled up with kids and they're getting ready to watch a movie. And mom's finishing up the, you know, the brownies. And, and, and she goes over into the uh, into the cat box where Fifi does his business. And she just takes a little bit of what's in Fifi's cat box and, and puts it into, you know, the, the brownie mix. And you can't smell it and you can't see it. And it just looks lovely and beautiful. And, and she takes those fine, fresh, finished brownies and she takes a big old plate of them in there. And she says, guys, I've made this for you so that you can enjoy them while you watch your movie tonight. They're just like, thank you so much. That's so awesome. And uh, she says, I just want you to know, though, I put a special ingredient. Not much, just a little bit, just a little bit. You know Fifi, our cat? Yeah, we love Fifi. That's the coolest cat ever. Well, I just put a little bit of Fifi stuff from her cat box in there. I promise you, you won't taste it and you won't even smell it. It's just a little bit. And by that, her kids knew what it is that mom was addressing. And I'm just telling you this, that in, in the life and the world that we live in, like we are people, you know what I mean? We, we have become desensitized, not because we've made these huge changes like we were here and then all of a sudden we're over here, but we just make these little, these little, we walk through these little open doors, these little things. It's like, it's not really terrible and it's not bad. And, 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 and you know what? I'm, I'm still an adult and God still knows that I love him. But this is the thing is, is we, we make these little decisions. And then the next thing you know, we find ourselves 
you know, lifting up our head and saying, how in the world did I get here? How did I drift so far? And so I just want to encourage us, come on, to, you know, to really even check the little, the little things in life. James chapter 4 and verse 8 says this, come close to God and God will come close to you. He says, wash your hands, you sinners, purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. So we have to ask ourselves the question, how much of the world am I going to allow into my life? You know, is it just a little? Is it a lot? But you really have to ask that question. How much of the world in the day that we live in am I going to allow into my life? Number two is this. And I promise you, number one was the longest. So you're thinking, my goodness, he, told, he said six. And it took him 22 and a half minutes to get through one. We're going to, you'll be fine. Um, we will be eating soon. All right. Uh, number two, the wise pursue peace. The wise, those that, we, that have wisdom, they pursue peace. And I'm just telling you this, that we love to argue. We are a generation of people that love to argue. We like to oppose what somebody else is saying or doing. We cannot appreciate something that's happening around us or something that somebody said because we value our opinion and we're, by gosh, going to make sure that everybody knows what we think about a certain thing. If I think it, then I'm going to say it. We don't know what it's like, or a lot of people don't know what it's like just to keep their mouth shut and just to kind of roll with the, well, you know what, we have to interject. And if you don't, don't believe me, just pick a Facebook post. Somebody puts something beautiful out on Facebook. Nice. They're just sharing their heart. There's something that's really cool. Somebody will have something that they will interject to come against. You know what I mean? Whatever it is that, that this person is like, listen, I really didn't care what you thought. I wasn't asking what you thought about it. I, wasn't, I didn't inquire. I was making a statement. I didn't say, hey, what do y'all think? Yeah, but, but, but somebody feels like, oh, I came across it. Boy, I'm just going to let them know what I think. Listen, let them know on your page. Leave my page alone. Right? Right? So um, in the news, the news, they're constantly uh, pinning one against the other. James 3.17 says this, but the wisdom that comes from heaven is peace-loving. James 1.20 Human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Proverbs 14, verse 29, a wise man controls his temper. He knows that anger causes mistakes. Proverbs 20 and verse 3, it's a mark of good character to avert quarrels, but fools love to pick fights. One thing about every single fight that you've been in, you were there. Kind of hard to fight with somebody that's not willing to fight. That's not willing to participate. Well, by gosh, Travis, you know, uh, sometimes you just got to stand up for righteousness. And, and yes, you do. And there are times where, where, where God is going to call you, come on, to stand up, you know what I mean, for righteousness. But let me just ask you this. How many of the fights that you found yourself in were started because of you? Something that you said without thinking. Something that you did without considering. Come on, how many conflicts that you find yourself in, come on, could have been avoided because of you? And I'm just saying, once again, I don't even have to say it. It's a mark of good character to avert quarrels. 
But fools pick fights. Fools don't care what they say. Fools just throw it out there and they say, oh, you know, they should just be tougher than they are. All right. Number three is this. Wisdom enables people to be considerate. James chapter three and verse 17. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is considerate. The wise attempt to understand they don't think that they're always right. Now, listen, this is uh, this has been problematic in 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 my own life because there are some things that I, I, I will, there are hills that I will die on, and I even shared one with you. Um, you know, I, you guys remember the conflict that I had where the woman was talking about stuff she didn't know what she was talking about, and I'm just irritated all to get out. And See, the reason it was such an irritation is because I knew I was right, and I knew that she was wrong. But it all turns out I was wrong, and she was the one. That was right. And so let's just take a look at the at the political debacle that we've just kind of that we just kind of come through um, because the Lord's been showing and doing some work in my life um, that, that, that even though I have very strong opinions, it doesn't mean that I'm always right in those opinions. And so honestly, I, I, I'm just being completely honest with you and I'm not going to tell you who I voted for or what I voted, but I'm just telling you that, that I have strong conviction on the way that I voted. Like I, it's very difficult for me to understand, to even understand how somebody that is a Christian could vote differently than I voted. We, the world would be just such a better place if everybody thought and voted like I thought and voted. But honestly, I, I'm saying that a little bit facetiously, but the absolute truth is, in my mind and my thinking, I don't know how somebody could be a Christian and vote differently than I voted. But with that, I have had multiple conversations with people. Some of them voted completely the opposite direction that I voted. And the truth is, is there is evidence of these people loving the Lord, loving God. I am absolutely confused as how this can be. There is great, great confusion in my mind. And I'm not being, I, I promise you, I'm not saying that to get a laugh. I'm just being very real with you. No question, I look at somebody's life, God is, 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 uh, is all over in their life. I would hope the same thing would be said about me, but we have completely opposite opinions. And so this is what I, what I did. I put myself in a position and a place to say, what am I missing? What, am I, how, what are they seeing that I'm not seeing? And so, so I, I tried you know, to position myself to understand where they're coming from, maybe to think differently, and all the while... I still don't get it. At least I walk through the process of trying to understand and not just be understood. You understand what I'm saying? And so, so we live in a day and a time where, where now it's like, listen, if you think differently than I think or I think differently than you think, then we have nothing to do together. And I'm just saying that that we're going to have to fight through some of these things. And I can promise you, by me opening up my mind to some foreign thought or concept, like, 
I was not afraid that automatically I was going to become this other, this other thing. And a lot of times people won't even approach why is somebody or where are they coming from? Because I'll just say it like this. Like, let's say, you know, there's a strong atheist that's super strong and really, really smart. And they know how to, you know, talk religion. Like some people are afraid to talk to the atheist because they're afraid. Oh, my gosh, what if I become an atheist? I can promise you that's not going to happen. And if it does happen, the Lord will reveal to you once again quickly that, that he, is, he is true and he is right and he is legitimate. So it's okay to open your, yourself up to, listen, man, I really have no clue where you're coming from. Can you fill me in on this? And I'm not, I'm not saying that to, you know, to fight with you. I don't want to argue with you, but I just, I don't understand you. And I want to try to understand a little bit of what's gotten you to where you, you know, to where you are. And, um, and so... Anyway, you do with that whatever you want. But the Apostle Paul was settling a, a fight among Christians in Romans chapter 15 and verse 1. This is what he said. He said, we who are strong must be considerate of those that are sensitive about things like this. We must not just please ourselves. We should help others do what is right and build them up in the Lord. For even Christ didn't live to please himself. All right, number four, um, the wise are willing to yield. Not going to spend a lot of time on this. Kind of real similar to the to the to the one I just previously hit. But James chapter three and verse seventeen says this. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is submissive. Proverbs chapter twelve and fifteen says, "Fools think that their own way is right, but the wise listen to others." And so take a look at the news. Just everybody, just look, look at me just real quick. If you turn on the news right now, whether it be Fox News or CNN, right, you're, gonna, you're going to you're gonna have people with very polarizing sides. They, very, they oppose one another on everything. Never once have I, have I, have I recently, I, I have in the past, but recently I haven't seen a debate from somebody on the left and somebody on the right where they're just talking, and then all of the sudden, one of them says, whoa, the light bulb just came on. And, and you know what? You're right. Like, it's not even a matter. We live in a day and a time where, where the left and the right, they're not a bit interested in finding common ground. And even if they did, if something was said that was revolutionary, they would not say, you would not hear them say, you know what? Wow, my eyes are, you know what? You're right. Now, I don't, I don't agree with you on all the other stuff, but in this area, whew, you, it's pretty amazing. And so you've got to know the intention behind what's going on in the political realm is not to find common ground. It's how many people, come on, can we get over here? And how many people can we get over there? Because it, this is what you do in a war, right? You want your army to be stronger than the next army. And I'm just saying it's interesting times that we're, that we're in. They're, they're, we're not trying to work together. We're not trying to find, you know what I mean, what's going to be best for the people. Come on, there's something new happening. Number five is this. The wise minimize the mistakes of others. The wise, those who are wise, they minimize the mistakes of others. True story. This last week I was approached by a woman 
that came up to me. She said, Pastor Travis, I need to visit with you. And I'm like, yeah, great. So we sat down and immediately, I mean, this woman, she started just bawling, like not just crying, not just tears, but bawling. And um, and she said, I got to I got to ask for your forgiveness. And I said, what? What? Yeah. What? what do you, what's going on? What's you know, I'm, I'm getting nervous because she's crying. I'm just like, just I just want you to stop. You know, I want you to feel better. Whatever I can do to make you feel better. And she, she's crying. And she said, I have said she said this. She said, I have said terrible things about you in our community. And um, and and immediately, because I just wanted her to cry, I said, oh, that's OK. Everybody does that, you know, <laughs> or, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to make light of the car. Just stop crying. She said no. And she, she's just bawling. She's once again, I think I give these canned answers because this is the second time in a week where both of them have stopped me and said, no, listen to me. She said, I've said things that, that are just not true. And I want you to know that I realize that they're not true. And I'm asking you to forgive me. And I said, I am I'm thankful that God's doing this. And yes, absolutely. I forgive you. And and I was able to pray for her, and we just kind of went on, and, 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 and it was awesome. And, uh, but I'm just saying this, that the wise, they minimize the mistakes that other people have made. You, you know why it was so easy to forgive that injustice, if it was even to be called that? is because I've made multiple mistakes myself, and the Lord has been so faithful you know, to, to, to forgive me. And, 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 and we need to be gracious like that. Come on with one another. James chapter 3, 17 says this wisdom that comes from heaven is full of mercy and good fruit. There was a couple that was celebrating their 50th year of marriage. Anybody here been married 50 years or more? Anybody just raise your hand right there. Boom, boom, all over the place. We got a great, great uh, group of people that know what commitment is like, and all of you guys are going to teach a marriage class next year and because and, uh, we need all the help we can get in this area. But anyway, 50 years of marriage, and the granddaughter, after the big party, the granddaughter comes up to Grandma and says, Grandma, what's the, what's the secret to a successful marriage? And Grandma says, well, I tell you what the secret is. On our wedding night, I made a vow to make a list of the 10 weaknesses that your grandpa has. And I made a vow to just to forgive those 10 things, you know, throughout life. And so I identified 10 things, made a, made a decision that day that I would just forgive those things. And, and so the granddaughter's like, wow, that's, that is absolutely incredible. And of course, any granddaughter is going to say, Grandma what was on the list <laughs> what what were gram what were grandpa's weaknesses right and the grandma said she said you know what's funny is is i never really actually got around to making the list she said every single time that your grandpa would come up short i would just chuckle to myself and say boy he is he is lucky that that's on the list and uh and that's the key to a successful marriage. For those of you that have been married a long time, I can promise you, while I, I don't know all that went into your successful marriage, I do know this, that forgiveness was one of the key things that absolutely had to, had to be there. So, number six, and this is the last one, those with wisdom are true and they are authentic. Authentic. 
The Bible says in James 3.17, but the wisdom that comes from heaven is impartial and it's sincere. Once again, I just kind of want to just ask the question, is there an area in your life that you're half-stepping, like you're, you're not fully committed, you're not fully complete and sincere with the Lord because you've got this other thing, this other thing that's just undealt with, you know, maybe even nobody knows about it. Maybe it's a hidden thing. It's, it's a thing that, that only you know about. And I'm just telling you this, that wisdom and hiding cannot go together. You need to get that thing off of your chest. You need to repent of it. You need to share it with, with somebody. You need to, you know, not everybody, not somebody's, but you need to find somebody to share it with and come out from underneath the constraints that, that hiding stuff brings to, you know, to somebody's life. And, um, and that's good advice. 2021, I can promise you this. If we will wrestle through some of this garbage and junk that we've just kind of allowed for a little while, or maybe we wrestled with it, you know, for in the past, but we were like, we gave it like a half a round. Like, you may have to go a full five rounds with this thing. But if you will, if you will just commit that this is the year that I'm coming out from the stronghold that this thing has on my life and on my family's life, I promise you that God will meet you there and he will help you with that. So why does God want us to be wise? Because one fruit of wisdom is peace. And the last verse here is James 3.18. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. I really believe that, that, that every single time that we gather up, we should... We should um, we should want to take what it is that we have received from this place. We want to take it with us and, and, and begin to change the world around us because of the life-giving word that we receive. And so I, I pray this. May God give you wisdom. And with that wisdom, he'll give you peace so that you can be a peacemaker to infiltrate the world that's around you. And I'm just telling you, our world needs a lot of a lot of different things, but peace is certainly one of them. Amen? How many of you would agree with me that peace is one of those? Amen. So my question is this. I just wonder today if there's anybody here that, that, that you know, you don't know where your relationship with God is, is right now. You're like, if the Lord was to come back, you know, you don't know if you're saved or not. You don't know if he's forgiven you or not. You know that God's doing something really cool in your life, but you're just not certain of where you stand with the Lord. And I just want you to know this, that, that you can be certain today. No question. You can receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And let me tell you what will happen when you say, Jesus, I, for, I, I believe in you, and, um, and, and I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins and and be the, the boss of my life or the Lord of my life. Let me tell you what will happen. He will come in and he will fill you with, your Holy, with his Holy Spirit. And he will begin to change you from the inside out. And some of these things maybe that, that you've been wrestling with is solely because the, you don't have the Holy Spirit in your life. Like you desired, you've desired for these things to be different and changed for a long time. But you don't have the power of the 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 raise Jesus from the dead at work in you because you might not be saved. You know if you're saved or not, but if you don't know if you're saved, you can know today. And I just wonder, 
Is there anybody here today that would like to give your heart to Jesus? Or you'd like to make just a rededication, a recommittal. Say, Lord, you know what? I know I'm saved. There's no question about that. I'm going to heaven. And, but that's not really where, what's, what's important. What's important, God, is that you have my whole heart. And, 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 and God, I just I want 2021 to be different. I know you got bigger things for me, and I just need to get out of the way. And so whether you want to give your heart to Jesus for the first time or you're just ready to make a, you know, a, a, a brand new, fresh commitment, I want you just to go ahead and stand in the house with me this morning. Awesome right there. Thank you, sir. Thank you, ma'am. Awesome. Awesome. Over here on the right, God bless you guys. Thank you so much. Awesome. We've got up in the, up in the balcony. God bless you, and thank you so much. Listen, we're just going to pray, and in fact, what I want you to do is I want everybody to pray, but those that, are, those that are standing, I want you to pray. If it's not for you, I want you to pray for them, that whatever God's doing, he's going to complete. Amen? And uh, let's go ahead and all stand right here. And uh, just pray this prayer right after me. Lord, I thank you. Thank you for speaking to me today. Thank you for your encouragement, Lord. God, I receive your life that you gave for me. I ask you, Lord, that you forgive me of my sins and my shortcomings. And I'm asking you, Lord, Pastor talked about this vision, this wisdom from above. I'm asking you for that wisdom. God, give me wisdom. Give me wisdom, God. Give me, give me what I need from you. God, I pray that you fill me with your Holy Spirit. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Change my life. Help me, God, to be a better man or woman, husband or wife, daughter, son, father, mother. Lord, fill my life with purpose. I receive you today, and I commit myself to you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Now listen, this sounds really cheesy, and I apologize about it, but it's super powerful. And so I'm asking you to do something for me. In the event that you just made a commitment, and, and listen, the enemy's going to come right in and say, that was the silliest thing. You mean that something really big happened just with a few words, a few moments of prayer? Don't let the enemy lie to you. I'm telling you what, that's where it started with me, and it's led me to where I am. Also, that's where it started with everybody else in this room that's been serving the Lord for any period of time. It started with that confession and that surrender, Right? And so it's powerful. It's super powerful. This is the cheesy part, but it's powerful. If you've made a commitment or a fresh start, there's a number that's going to be put up on the screen. The only way we do it this way is because it's a way that I can be intentional with following up with you, making sure that you're, you've got what you need to be successful. And so this is what I'm asking you. Text the number on the screen. There it is. Write the word fresh in the body for a fresh start. We're really creative around here. Fresh, fresh start. Makes sense, right? And then what's going to happen is, is, is you will be hearing from me as well as others. We're going to give you a sure enough track, a better track to run on than what we've done in the past. Because we want you to be successful with the Lord in all areas. So if you've made that commitment, go ahead and pull out your phone right now and text that. I just want you to know, church, can I just look at you real quick, eyeball to eyeball? I love you very much, and I care about you very much, and I pray for you often, and I'm asking you to pray for me often because I need it, 
But I'm telling you, we need, we need each other. That's what I want to leave you with. I think that's heavenly wisdom. As long as we've tried to go it alone, it has not worked, and we need one another. So God bless you, and thank you so much for being here today. That's it for today's teaching. Hey, here's an idea. Share today's message with a friend or family member. If you're listening from outside our fellowship, we'd love to meet you. Visit graceid.org and hit the contact form to get in touch. We'd also love for you to join us. You can even check us out on Facebook Live by searching Facebook for Grace Church Rupert ID. Learn more and plug in at graceid.org. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Grace Community Church.